it an exciting time to be part of on the ball <laughs> yeah great we, stuff uh, happening we talk about milestones we talk about obstacles all the time you know we talk about celebrate the wins shay show me a win <laughs> look at that boy yeah <laughs> um, awesome super excited super grateful super humbled um you know i've seen a bunch of other posts on linkedin from some of the other honorees so um i know i'm in great company and uh appreciate you and south florida business and wealth and awesome stuff thank so you so while i think everybody knows that this is a marketing ploy you know, we became an Emerald sponsor. Right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard. Like you get this great award and then you go, I'll give you $500. For, right. uh, <laughs> can you mention our name in the newspaper or whatever, you right. know? So exactly. pretty, pretty cool. Even though it is a marketing ploy, the honor is the honor. People are recognizing you. And we just had this conversation a fairly a newbie to the game. You are yeah. still considered a rookie. Most businesses go out of business in the first five years. You're approaching year number three in your business, and boy, the accolades keep coming. So, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, feeling like a newbie at 36, or you know, is is a great feeling. You know, I think that to me is. Hmm the timeline that we put on ourselves or the pressure that we feel to hit the, hit the goal, hit the mark, hit the achievement. You know, we got a lot of time. There's a lot of time out there. So I think we're going to talk about some of that today, but focusing on what you're doing day in and day out and, and feeling good about that is always the best. So, so, I mean, uh, better, um, uh, coach, speaker, author, and newbie. And newbie. And newbie. <laughs> But, but the journey for you is so cool, and I want people to understand the journey. Not only did you build your own practice, which was inherent in what I offered you. I said, I'm not building it for you. That won't do us any good. You got to build it. I'll show you how. I'll help you. And so not only did you build your own practice, you know, you wrote a book. You have built a coaching staff, which, amen, two of our coaches the ladies picked up the new, their first clients through the uh, get on the ball system. Yesterday, rang the bell, baby. So, uh, you know, so you're managing the, the, you're the head coach, you're driving your own business. And then yesterday uh, you did a deal with Bradley. If you don't Correct. know Bradley, Bradley is probably single-handedly responsible for Grant Cardone. You no, know, he is. I would say he is. He is. You know, he is. And he's, um, irreverent. He's cocky. He's confident. Um, the guy knows his shit. Here's how the world works. I introduced Mark to Bradley, and Mark uh, brought it over the goal line. We're so off. We're off and running, building a, a partnership together. And I think you know, in the in this in the sense of always being a coach and always looking to improve what he created with Lightspeed VT 
is uh, is incredible. It's an incredible platform. It offers us the ability to do more and be better. So uh, excited for what's to come from the training platform that we offer people. But it's uh, great stuff and super exciting. It's really cool. And all the while, and I said this to you, all the while building your family, you know, which yep. is really the root of all of what we do. Nothing good happens until you solidify your real foundation, which is your family. So kudos to you, champagne popping. Crazy enough, I cannot be there for the celebration. Next, next <laughs> Tuesday night, Shay and I are in Atlanta dancing around that town. And I asked the client if they could move the speaking engagement and they said, no, you got to be a man of your word. That's right. will be there and I'll be there. And uh, what's great is that I reached out to my Atlanta community. There's a dozen people in Atlanta that are coming to see us. So great stuff. Um, have to shout out this whole idea of virtual coffee. One of the things I get to talk about is, you know, when I work with somebody and certainly the work I've done with you is probably the most, you know, I mean, that's a shining trophy. For me. <laughs> so let's just give me a little, you know, uh, rock munis is what they well call done. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do everything that I teach. And yesterday I had an unbelievable virtual coffee with uh, Rafael Piguero. Uh, Rafael been following your stuff, reached out to my stuff. He knows some people, Power LinkedIn. And I saw he viewed my profile and I reached out and I said, hey, checking you out because you checked me out. Let's grab a virtual coffee and just get to know each other. The guy was out of his mind, happy about it. Yeah. Young, aggressive, moved from Boston to uh, Florida. He's only been here six years. I'm going to make a handful of uh, introductions. He said, our company's growing and we're looking for speakers and mentors. Just good shit. Good yep. guy. Uh, no surprise he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> I have two of my own virtual coffee shout outs. One is to Erica Frischman, who came in through... Lori Kuzneski through the Pittsburgh tribe up there. But similarly, right, she came in with an invite. I responded the way that we do. Hey, let's grab virtual coffee. And just getting to know each other, uncovered opportunity for our companies to work together and to partner and create some great things. And then I had another virtual coffee later in the afternoon with Ali Kabala. Ali, which is, all, first of all, all-name Hall of Fame, right? Got a bar is high. <laughs> Ali is a video creator, came to us through Hayden Kassan. Hayden said, hey, you, you don't know Mark. You should know Mark. Grab a virtual coffee with him or reach out to him through LinkedIn. So he did. So we had a virtual coffee. And another guy who's got a video business that's growing, and he was looking for some – all we did was talk about how we do what we do and how to help each other and – you know, conversations with people that are on the same mission or, or on similar missions that are looking to help each other are always valuable. So it's great stuff. Just, you know, it's in the process. Every single day, I have a set number of virtual coffees. Um, interestingly enough, we are now in deep dialogue with LinkedIn about taking our content and putting it in their library. It was a conversation, a thought. Yesterday, Shay and I were on the phone and it got real. It got very real. And she was enamored with our process. Research, reach out, virtual coffee, bang, bang, bang. 
world's biggest network, pull people in the boat. If you're not networking, you're not working at all. That's in my book. Um, but great stuff. No blowing the horn here. Just saying, if you don't have a repeatable system that works, you can change it. It's all about behavior. Congratulations to you. Shay, wake us up. We got, we got good stuff this morning. So, you know, always reading, always listening, always learning. An article came out, productivity plummets for 80% amid uncertainty. And (laughs) this is unbelievable. And then they give us five ways to cope. So I want to break this down into a conversation. Um, Mark, (laughs) I said this at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was like, uh, this uncertainty. I'd like to talk to you about these <laughs> uncertain times. Guess what? Wake the fuck up. It's never been certain. <laughs> so, I was going to say, like, if we were talking about this yesterday, I was going to say this is a softball for your favorite line. But it's exactly correct. I think, you know, this goes back to the fundamental that we talk about of all the time is what are you focusing on? What are you thinking about? And if you're thinking about things that are out of your control, which is essentially everything that's in the future, which is (laughs) anything that's in the future is out of your control. So if you're wasting your time focusing there, sure, you're going to create anxiety for yourself. You're going to create all of these uneasy feelings and you're going to create a lot of hardship for yourself through your own thoughts through your own frame of reference and your mindset that you're making for yourself. And it's really hard to turn it off. I mean, all of us are going to deal with some kind of obstacle, some roadblock, you know, so they, they say in the article, resilience is defined as understanding reality, making sense of it and responding effectively. Correct. So for those of you who look at us every day and think that, Every day is a garden, you know, like a rose garden. It's not. Let me let me change your, your opinion. We just have a toolbox on how to overcome it. This happens, and if this happens, then I'm going to do this. Or sometimes, not even if then. It's just you. Just it's a plan, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday. But like, it's not a okay. I'm I'm preparing for every possible scenario that could happen. Sure. We look at possible scenarios and say, okay, here are a couple of scenarios that could happen. If they happen, we know how we're going to respond to them, but you're always going to get hit with the gut punch out of nowhere. You're always, there's always something coming that is going to rock you to your core that you're not sure what it is. I remember getting fired from the university of Cincinnati. I remember getting that phone call while sitting on the beach. My absolute core. Was there any logical reason no. in the world why you got fired? No. You were the six in the country. 
No, it would have been safe. It would have been. It wasn't you. about results. It wasn't about anything, and there was no way to prepare or to see that coming. Just same thing with the pandemic. Same thing about any of those catalyst moments in our life that just rock us because it catches us off guard. But that's not a reason to dwell in it. That's not a reason to say, "Oh my God, my entire life is is derailing now because of this moment." You got to acknowledge that. You got to you got to let yourself feel it and go, "Okay, yeah, this sucks and this is bad, but I can either let the moment define me or I can try to define the moment through what's in my control and what I do from here." Now, now the power of coaching or mentorship is to have another voice that says, "Hey, guess what? This is really good for you." Like, what are you, out of your mind? I just got fired. I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Good. You'll figure it out, F-I-O. You will figure it out. You will look back on this and say, you know what? I got better because of this turmoil. Because that's the only choice. You can lay down, do nothing, and, or you can get up. I spoke to a CEO yesterday who has had a tumultuous year and she got unbelievable accolades at the end of the year. And she called me up to tell me, she goes, I couldn't have done it without you focusing me on getting better instead of wallowing in the shit. Poor me, I can't do this, this is awful. And listen, that's a human emotion. So the primary source of anxiety and uncertainty across all groups globally, number one is economic stability. Okay, when was it ever guaranteed? Never. <laughs> you know, followed by climate change. God, if there's anything that you can't really control, I mean, you know, anybody who's bitching about the, you know, the fact that you're going to get a hurricane or you're going to get rain or you're going to get unbelievably hot, you, you know, maybe there is some other stuff. But most of what people have anxiety about is trying to control the uncontrollable. Well, control the outcome, I think. You know, like right. to me, the, the financial anxiety is thinking about what's going to happen down the road. Like, oh, my God, we're going to hit a recession and then I'm going to get fired or I'm going to get furloughed or the whole market's going to take a dump and nobody's going to want to do business with me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's thinking about all of the outcomes. It's not thinking about what are the behaviors and what are the activities and what are the, what's the work that needs to be done. And I think that was the real difference. Like when the pandemic hit and you put out that video about prospecting, right? And it went, you know, it got a ton of action and it got a ton of attention. Does. Like, absolutely, you should be prospecting. But that's because people, what, it, what how did you define prospecting? You didn't right. tell people to go cold call everybody during the pandemic, but absolutely it was appropriate to reach out, have a conversation, check on how people were doing and stay involved and stay in conversations with people. So I think if you're worried about economic uncertainty, whether it be because you're an entrepreneur, whether it be because you're in a business that you're worried about getting furloughed, how can you do things right now to help you navigate or put yourself in the best position possible if that were to come? For me as a business owner, I would think, okay, let me look at expenses. Let me ensure that if something hits, we're not just throwing money out the window right now. That maybe we tighten up a little bit. Maybe we focus more on revenue generating activities, revenue producing activities. What's the work that needs to be done? All the anxiety comes from focusing on the outcome and not focusing on what do I need to be doing? Um, so it's 
I love when the huddle gets involved. You got Scott Oglesby. Right. I'm pronouncing it right. I know. Yes. <laughs> Turn off the damn TV. One of the things in this article that was fascinating is consumption is off the chart. People are consuming bad shit. If you drank gasoline, your body's going to shut down. It's not going to react well. You have to look at, and this is, I have two clients right now who are going through some shit. And I said to them, are you listening to affirmations in the morning? Oh, you know what? I was, and I fell out of that habit. Fill your tank in the morning with reading, writing, affirmations, all the good shit, because that's what you focus on, not the fact that, hey, wow, this sucks. It's only a day. The only thing you can control is the next step and what's in front of you. And, you know, I love uh, less and less. Thank you for sending me to tell me right. something good. Um, I wrote about this when I posted it's what's important now. What's important now is getting focused on the process, getting back into the basics. It's Ooh, always what it's about. Like, and, and I've dealt with this with players in football as well. Like you have a guy who comes into the season with a lot of hype. Heisman hopeful, supposed to finish as the top running back in the country, going to win the Groza Award as a kicker. And that focus on what's going to happen at the end of the season detracts from all of the behavior they need to be focused on in order to be able to put themselves in position to have that success. So redirecting people's brains to saying, hey, I know that's out there and I know it's a possibility, but let's turn our focus back to today. Because as soon as you start to do something, like uh, if you've got anxiety about like having a having a, a hard conversation with a client or somebody that you work with, like you you know that you need to have that conversation, but you haven't had it yet, and it's just sitting there eating at you. As soon as you do anything towards having that conversation, you immediately feel alleviation of that anxiety and of that pressure. So I love that you went with um, what are you doing. Because today's song is one of my favorite songs from ELO, Do Ya? That's one that I would put up there is like if they were still touring and they were still around, I would go out of my way to go see them. So Jeff Lynn is so amazing. Jeff Lynn wrote all ELO's music. Then he put together a group of guys that were called the Traveling Wilburys, which was Tom Petty, uh, George Harrison, uh, Bob Dylan. It was amazing. Roy yep. Orbison was yep. insane. 
Um, and he continues to write for other people plus himself. So um, do you, what do you do to get out of this? Here's the five ways that they say to um, cope. I'm going to give them to you and then we'll rapid fire. Maintain perspective and focus. Remind yourself of your capabilities. I can do this. Listen to that song. Do you? Yes, I can do this. Focus on helping others. Wow. Reach out and say, hey, are you experiencing this shit? What can I do to help you? Wow, what a great reach out. Uh, choose wisely. Um, reduce stress. In like, I started back up in the gym this morning. I went to uh, Shay, show me if you could, me and uh, Pete and Howie. Boom. Uh, it's a pain in the ass for me to go there. It's a 40 minute ride to go to that gym, but I feel on fire. I feel good. I'm using that to cope with fourth quarter stress. And then number five is get your ass up and get outside, walk, talk, do the things you need to do. Comments, my son. Yeah, I think all of those things, they feed your mindset because that's what's important. Because ultimately, no matter what happens when and when adversity hits and you get that moment, you're going to have to have an optimistic perspective. And the way you build that optimistic perspective is knowing what to do, right? Having a plan in your mind of saying, I know what to do, and then being able to put that plan into work and get to the doing. So like, if you lose a major client, right, like a huge chunk of your revenue, and you then go and look at your pipeline and go, shit, we're losing a lot of revenue. The pipeline is empty. You could throw your hands up in the air and be like, oh, we're going out of business. That's it now. Or you could go, no, 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 no. All right. That's the reality of the situation. So what does that mean? We got to amplify the work a little bit. We got to get back to the process. We got to ensure that we're disciplining ourselves to doing the things that we need to do to create conversations, to create opportunity. That to me is same as in football. You walk out of the tunnel. You're like, we're going to win this game. And three minutes into the game, you're down 14, nothing. And you're like, oh shit. Like what happened? Right. What happened? You don't, you don't turn around and leave the field and go up. We lost this one on to next week. You go, all right, let's regroup. What are we going to do here? What are we going to, what are we going to change? How do we make some adjustments? Where do we need to send our focus? What do we need to start doing in order to win this game? And you play to win the game. And it's no different. (laughs) Thank you, Herm Edwards. Right. Close it with this. Monday night, we got to watch a guy that was down 17, nothing. Didn't blink an eye. Right. No problem, man. What do we got to do? We got to score three. Focus to- on the work. It's it right. And focus. He didn't buy into we're losing. He just said we're not winning. You know, just, Correct. What's, you know, it's you can the be a losing mentality. It's the language. We can talk more about language tomorrow or Friday, but I will tell you this tomorrow we're coming live from NSU. I am holding a master class for uh, 15 young entrepreneurs who are already at first base. Uh, this is all volunteer work, but I got asked. And uh, one of the professors, I think he pronounces his name, uh, Shay, how does he pronounce his name? Jap? I don't even think I want to butcher it. <laughs> I'm thinking Jap. Jap? I'm thinking Jop. Jop. I don't know. Jop Dunrath, cool as could be, um, recognized me from walking through the halls there with my blazer and reached out and he said, you would be perfect to get in front of this class at this particular point. Would you donate 
the time to do it and I'm doing it. So he'll be on the show tomorrow talking about the steps that young entrepreneurs take. We'll do a nice interview. Then I will jump into the class and uh, always be LLL, lifelong learner. Let's go. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night.